the world's most advanced color correction tool for Mac just got more powerful. DaVinci Resolve 8 from Blackmagic Design. With XML import, export, multi-layer timelines, curve grading, noise reduction, stabilization, 3D alignment, OpenCL, and more. DaVinci Resolve 8 is available from $995. Current users can download the update for free. And try DaVinci Resolve Lite, a reduced featured version that's still packed with power. Visit www.blackmagic-design.com What, in addition to the right equipment, does it take for the job of film editing? Welcome to The Cutting Room. I'm your host, Gordon Burkell, and with me is... Hi, it's Lauren. And today we're going to be interviewing Lindsay Utz, the editor of Bully. I won't be. And join us afterwards for a new forward film review, industry happenings, as well as a pub night recap. But first, here's my interview with Lindsay Etz. When I think of teams of editors working in a fiction movie, they'll all take the first reel, you take the second reel, you take... But in a documentary, what's in the first reel might end up in the fourth reel, might end up in the second reel. So as a group, how did you divvy up the work or how did you determine who worked on what or was it just... I I was the lead editor throughout the project and then I had my team of assistants and then toward the end, we wanted to continue developing characters so we brought on another editor who worked on independent segments. Okay, so you did the first, because I remember seeing the credits and it was like... Two editors. Yeah. Yeah, no, so Jenny Golden came on board towards the end of the project and she tackled and developed like some ideas outside of the rough cut we already had in place because Lee wanted to explore. And so so she worked on things independently and then we actually had a, a round where we tried to fit in some of the stuff into the rough cut, but. At that, it gets really tricky with a team when you have more than one editor because you, with a documentary, really like you have to know the footage so intimately that you can know that there's a shot of birds flying that may not have anything to do with the story, but I know it'll work really well here as a transition, you know. And it's like you just after months and months of working on a project, you become so well acquainted with the footage that you're able to start building those transitions and really doing that work. So. But, but Jenny came on board at a pivotal time when we also needed a set of fresh eyes to kind of help us get out of the woods a little bit because after almost a year of working on a project, everybody who's involved gets very close. So I cut the film in its entirety along with assistant editors and then at the end of the project we brought in another editor to help with some rough spots basically. But it's a very tricky thing to have a team of editors on a documentary because the very nature of it is so different from a fiction like you could sp- split up scenes you know in yeah. a fiction film but with a film like this it's like there's no sort of clear delineation mm-hmm. you end up sneaking and cheating shots from different characters and so it takes a so when because you were talking about transitioning from scenes to scenes it might have to switch because it was shot in a in this cinema verite style can you give me a sense of how you would approach the footage and in particular transitioning scenes like that because with Cinema Verite you might have to take a moment that was three hours long and cut it down to two minutes or something like that. So I was wondering if you could give me a sense of how you went about structuring moments like that. Well, everything that's in the finished film lived at one point in a longer, as a longer version of itself. Every scene was at one point like, well, not everything, but like a lot of the scenes, like for instance, the town hall scene, the, mm-hmm. the very first cut of that 
was probably about a half an hour just for that mm -hmm. scene. You well, know? even like the town hall scene reminded me of Harlan County, USA, you know, where you see the union moments where it's obviously it's been a three or four hour meeting. And it's condensed down to, yeah. you know, a couple minutes at most. Yeah, that was a tough scene to cut. I mean, that scene, we had a ro there was a roving camera, just one roving camera. And Lee did a great job of covering the scene like he was all over the room. And then there were stationary cameras. But I decided not to use any of the stationary cameras because it gave it this kind of like weird PBS feel that I didn't want. You know, I didn't want it to feel, or like, not PBS, sorry, but C-SPAN. Yeah. You know, where you're like sitting in the back of the room and you've got like a nice wide shot, but you really have no idea. Yeah. Like you can't feel people's emotions. So I cut that scene just using the roving camera. And that was like, yeah, it was like a four hour meeting. It was a really long meeting and that was a really hard scene to cut. But we eventually got it down to about a half an hour and then what happens is it you know it goes you slug it into your first giant rough cut and when you see it next to other things you start to see what can go you know what isn't necessary and then sometimes you make have to make hard decisions and let go of things that you don't really like but I would say that that was kind of the process for all the verite scenes you know is like cut them long first and then just continue to remove things as as you see what's needed and what's not so eventually the town hall scene came down to I think the finished scene is just over seven minutes in the film and but like an example of that right before the town hall scene there's a um, there's just a few seconds of quiet inside mm -hmm. of the car going to the town hall meeting. Yeah. And that actually was a scene at one point. There was talking in the car and that was like a six minute scene with the family talking about their feelings on Tyler and the school system. And eventually it, it just, you know, it was clear that we needed a quiet transition to get us into that scene. And that, that moment in the car, I think works ended up working well as just a quiet moment, even though there were great sound bites in it and stuff. But so that that's kind of an example of like the evolution was at one point a verite scene and now it's just a quiet transition. But we wouldn't, you know, without cutting it as a verite scene first and slugging it in, you know, we would have never gotten to that point where it, it got down, you know, and it just yeah. became a 30 second moment. I'm trying to think of other really big verite scene. Well, you know, the scenes with Kim Lockwood were all and inside the school. Kim Lockwood is that principal, you know, the like my questions. She oh, well, okay, so she her scenes were really hard to cut because she you when you're watching the raw footage you kind of can't believe what you're hearing, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you want to be very careful to cut it in a way that like you don't need to manipulate it at well, all, that, you know? That was going to be one of my questions was what was the discussion around the editing of her because there's moments where if someone said that this is what she said you'd be like okay well whatever I'd have to see it because it could have been cut and that but it's one shot it's held and you're watching her do it it's not cut out of context in any way the, where she's forcing the two kids to shake hands yeah well that and even you know where she pulls out the photos of the kids during oh. the meeting and oh, yeah. everyone's sort of yeah it's a painful moment yeah so I'm just I guess how did you approach editing her? Did you find you had to tone things down for her so that people wouldn't Think completely we... hate her and just despise her? Or I guess, can you give me a sense of... Yeah, these are really good questions, by the way. She's an interesting character because 
if you over edit her or cut things where you can sense the editing, like you feel the editing, then you start to wonder, did the filmmakers like edit this woman to be ridiculous and to be like so out of touch? And you don't want people to think that you actually edited it in mm -hmm. a way that makes her seem out of touch. She actually is pretty out of touch. And so she did the work for us. It was an exercise in restraint and trying to be as honest about what was happening without, without like throwing her completely under the bus, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, I think Kim's a really hard character because there are a lot of scenes that didn't make it into the film of her inside the school, like dealing with bullying issues day to day. And you sense that like, even though she's like, her, her sort of manner is a little abrasive and kind of out of touch, she means well, mm -hmm. you know, and she's trying. And when you're making a doc like this with so many characters, like the unfortunate thing is that you don't necessarily get to create a three-dimensional portrayal of everybody in the film. And I think in the case of Kim, like there were a lot of moments with her that were lost that may have made her a more well-rounded character, mm -hmm. you know? And that's a hard thing to kind of sit with as an editor because you don't wanna, I, I don't think that we portrayed her inaccurately, but you know, if she had been given more stage time, which unfortunately, like, there just isn't enough yeah. stage time in a film like this for, you know, that kind of development. I think that people would have maybe felt more empathy towards her, though still, she kind of shot herself in the foot. I mean, mm -hmm. she knew the cameras were in the rooms for those crucial meetings with parents yeah. and stuff, and we, you know, presented that as accurately as possible. Yeah. But it's, it's, a tricky, it's a tricky thing, because can you imagine somebody videotaping you for a year and then putting you know, your worst moments on stage? And, and that's unfortunately what happens you know, with a documentary like this. And when people agree to kind of be filmed, that's the risk that you take. But Well, that was the first thing I looked up when I got home. I was like, put her name in to Google and the doc. And apparently there was a screening in the town. Oh, yes. And, and she, she apologized afterwards. She did. So, and I thought that was pretty good for her because she could have gone up and said this isn't real that it was yeah. manipulated blah, blah blah but she actually took you know and that shows that yeah she is a rounded person it's just we're seeing not I don't want to say that you guys because you didn't you gave her a pretty fair portrayal of what was going on so but she had a chance you know she understood that what she did was wrong yeah no it's true I think she, I, I wasn't at that screening but I think she got like pretty choked up and mm -hmm. and then I mean she had to stand up in front of her entire community mm -hmm. and answer for those moments and that's a hard thing I mean I have empathy for her to a certain extent but it's a it's a tricky thing with administrators because it's like not all administrators are created equal you know and but she certainly makes for a sort of good dramatic <laughs> yeah. character in the film and yeah. almost there's a bit of like dark comedy in there too, which wasn't really our intention, but it, it, it's like, she's so out of touch that it, it's, it becomes funny and it's almost mm -hmm. a release for the audience, I think, when that, mm -hmm. though obviously it's not funny. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, I know, because the kids are struggling. Yeah, you and know. you need, yeah, you need somebody to. So that was my interview with Lindsay, Lauren. Yeah. Uh, as a group, I think we should congratulate Lindsay on getting married, actually. Oh, after the interview. congratulations! Uh, she just got married in August. 
Very fun. And uh, we're all excited for her. Yeah. yeah uh, there will be a part three to this interview. It's coming next week. Mm -hmm. But uh, first, let's get to uh, Pub Night Recap. Okay. It was crazy. Yeah, I heard good things. Yeah, we had 200 people sign up. Awesome. And about 130 show up. Pretty good for a Sunday. Pretty good for a Sunday. So we're doing okay. Day of rest. Yeah. Yeah, and now we're, we're talking about doing another one here in Toronto. Awesome. Uh, Toronto tends to be a little less excited about events. Well, New York and LA, they're... Here's the thing. Heard the Guillotine was founded in Toronto. So we need some representation, people. If you're going to be in town, I'm assuming this will be during the film festival? Yeah, we're going to do it during the film festival. So if you're going to be in town from somewhere else, in Toronto for the film festival, then you should join. If you live in Toronto, represent. And let's get some, some people out to celebrate the film festival, the editing community, and Art of the Guillotine. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, pub night went great. We gave out tons of tons of uh, prizes. We had tons of people show up. It was just, it was a lot of fun. Good. Very good. And it was, it was just about sitting and talking about post. It wasn't, uh, you know, a crazy lecture and all that. Or it's not a big advertisement either. I think you had said that, you know, a lot of people really enjoyed going to an event that was hosted by editors for editors, you yeah. know. Not that anything else in EditFest wasn't, but, the, um, you know, I think, you know, we're kind of a smaller group than some of the others that were putting on events there, and sometimes that can be a little bit refreshing, I guess. Yeah. Now, Lauren. Yes? It's been a while since we've had a four-word film review. I know. What was the last one? I don't remember. That's oh how long it's been. gosh. So I think wow. we're starting fresh. Okay. Um, well, I've got one here. So a refresher course. The forward film review is always a um, description of a film that may be current or backlisted. And it's four words to describe a movie and it can be maybe a pun words or something. So, you know, really expand your mind to come up with an answer. But yes, and winners get uh, shirts and mugs. That's right. And we've got a few people who are really good at this. Yes. And after meeting our listener, Jeremy Weinstein, who yes. is awesome. Yep. Seriously, I want to move to LA just to hang out with that guy. Awesome. <laughs> he's, he's a, he's a, he would make for a very good coffee or beer buddy. And also frequently, frequently, didn't mean that, Jeremy. Also, recently married, not frequently married. Yeah, that um, would be awkward. That would be strange. Um, so let's see. Someone give Jeremy a rent for his money with this forward film review. Which Walters works wonders? Which Walters works wonders? Yeah. So take a, take a hit at that one. Well, the reason I brought up Jeremy is he thinks we should start making smoking jackets. Oh. For those who win multiple... Smoking jackets? Yeah. My goodness. I think uh, that might be an interesting uh, concept. That could be your version of the green blazer. Yeah. Awesome. Now, if you know what this is, you can email us, info at aotg.com. You can also get us on Twitter, at artguillotine, or on Facebook, facebook.com slash artguillotine. I feel like you're working for me today. I am. I usually do that part. We do have industry happening events coming up, but I did want to, I just wanted to put this out there. Lauren and I were discussing something earlier today, mm. and I was, I was going to see what our listeners thought. 
I don't know if anyone else has done this. I'm a fan of what's referred to as open courses and essentially Yale University, Harvard University, MIT will put courses online for free. And it's the full 12, 13 courses. Yeah, classes. classes and you purchase the books or you download the PDFs of the books and you can follow the courses. And I guess I, 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 was, I thought it would be fun to utilize the information that's on AOTG as well as our podcasts or videos and put together a 12 class course. Mm -hmm. And people can come on, they can access the information through Art of the Guillotine, everything would be free. And you guys basically just enjoy the content and we would try and get editors to submit content so it becomes a really cool sort of thing. And we put it on YouTube as well as iTunes. Well, and it's a way of experiencing all the things that you've learned while you've been working on AOTG and uh, that others want to contribute all in one comprehensive package. Yeah. Um, but it also could be a way to have others kind of invest in AOTG's future because... I think it would be a great opportunity for people to to donate whatever they feel the worth of the product is. And the money could go towards operation of AOTG, which certainly does take money to run. Or cover the cost of making the videos. Right, and making the videos, absolutely. So send us what you think. Info at AOTG.com. Your ideas. Yeah, and what you'd want us to cover. Yep. We wouldn't cover technology. Because there's so many tutorials out there. It's just too easy to find them now. Like, I don't even know how... Well, and they're also constantly changing, you know. As soon as you put one out, there's new software. So, um, this is more about the theories and the ideas uh, philosophy and behind Yeah, like, it. I would love to have a whole class. This is just one of my interests. On Karen Perlman, you know, and have sections from her book. Discuss her whole theories behind pacing and how that works. This whole new... I, I personally, I would argue that there's a whole new wave or a whole um, Australian school, I'd like to refer to it as, but I'm, I'm probably not going to be allowed to, of editors out in Australia who are really pushing the boundaries and really thinking outside the box and really trying to figure out how things are working. Mm -hmm. um, and it's exciting to me. It's very exciting. And that's, that's something I would like to highlight in, in a class, really look at what Australia is doing. That's just something I'd like to check out. Send us an email, info at aotg.com. Tell us what you want us to talk about if we do this, and if you want us to do this. Yeah, or if you, know, you think this is an exciting idea, or if you think, oh wait, this, I get what you're going for, but it's actually, it would be better captured this way, or whatever. Yeah, submit it. Or if you uh, want to contribute something to it, too. Yeah, who knows, maybe we'll start a Kickstarter program. Yeah. Yeah, tell us, tell us what you want. Now back to the show. Lauren? Yes. You heard me recording something ridiculous a few weeks ago. What? When was that? Industry happening. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> Guys. And so if you just heard Lauren's what giggle there. What is happening there, in our house? Um, we, have, we have this little segment where Barry Winters from Los Angeles gives us, and from industryhappenings.com, our sister site, mm -hmm. she submits five upcoming events that people have got to check out. Okay. And so what we've done is she did the intro uh, two podcasts ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, if I keep playing the intro, it'll sound weird because it's just, it, it's sort of like, hey, thanks for checking this out, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, we need a sting. We need a s sort of like little 
musical jingle interlude jingle. jingle thing to uh, bumper it and sort of lead us into it. You know what, folks? We got one. We made one. Uh, we thought it would be funny to go old-fashioned on this. So... I enjoyed every second of listening to this. I think I was cleaning, uh, doing some summer cleaning at the time. And I imagine Gord has been very smart to cut out my yelling from the background, but I was laughing so hard while he was recording this. Yeah. So whenever you hear this. Industry happening. Upcoming events. That's, uh, as you can tell, going to direct us into industry happenings. Industry happenings. Industry happenings events, upcoming events, five events. So the first one. Number one, the Social Media Film Festival in Las Vegas, September 8th to 9th. Tickets are now on sale at socialmediafilmfestival.com. Number two, LA Comic Book Writer slash Artist Networking Event. September 8th. This is a fast-paced and fun event for comic book writers and artists at all stages of their craft to meet up with other creators seeking collaborators, work for hire, or partners. Register at SoCalCreatorsUnite.EventBright.com and admission is $5. Now, I don't know about you, Lauren, but I'm a comic book nerd. I know that about you. If I was in LA, I'd probably go to that just for fun. Yeah, for sure. That'd be very interesting and, and also great for people that are just getting into it, sounds like. Number three. The Documentary Summit, Rally Durham, September 29th to 30th. Documentary Summit comes to the Triangle for two fantastic days of panels and networking discussing all things nonfiction. Go to www.documentarysummit.com to purchase your tickets. Early bird price of $129 in effect until August 31st. That day is coming, folks. But wait, there's more. Use the promo code INDUSTRYHAP. That's I-N-D-U-S-T-R-Y-H-A-P to receive $30 off the price. Awesome. So all that info for $99. Next, Pasadena, California, Los Angeles Post-Production Conference. September 19th to 21st. Direct from the NAB show in Vegas, the Los Angeles Post-Production Conference features dozens of expert training sessions for video, TV, film, and new media professionals. Register at www.lapostconference.com slash register.html. Number five, Malibu, California, 2012 MPSE Charity Golf Tournament, Monday, September 17th. The Motion Picture Sound Editors invites you to participate in the 4th Annual MPSE Charity Golf Tournament. This charity event supports the course of future filmmakers and will be held at the beautiful Malibu Club. I want to go. Go to mpse.org for more info and registration details. And that's it for industry happenings. Happenings, happenings, happenings. Yeah. Now. Yeah. That's it for our show, and I think that ran a little longer than usual, so... I'm going to wrap that up here. I want to thank Lindsay Etz. Lindsay's awesome. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Lindsay. Very excited that she got married. Not, I don't know why. We're so. trying to get as many people into this matrimonial yeah. hold that we've been stuck in for almost two years now. Can you believe it? Yeah, November. Yeah, really, really enjoyed interviewing her. And then I bumped into her in L.A. She's just a pleasure. Delightful. So, yes. 
I'd also like to thank the American Cinema Editors, Jenny McCormick, as well as my producer, Lauren Burkell. I'm Gordon Burkell. Thanks for listening.